All right, Shavuot said, good morning, good morning. Let us begin, begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Elul. Jerry and Sarah Walaski for dedicating all of the Shimon Drashos and the Sussur for Shalema for Zechariah Dov Ben Peril Shira. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, he together with Kol Chola Yisrael have a complete and enduring refuah. And to thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Nancy and David Berkowitz, for dedicating the Week of Learning. The Shirim this week in celebration of their son Jonathan's recent engagement to Rachel Harris. Mazel Tov. Young couple should have been asked to go to the Chuppah. B'Sha'a Tova Umitzlachos. Let's with that. Let us begin. We have a lot to do today. Baruch Hashem, an incredible daf ahead of us. Today's daf is daf Ches, 8. And we are picking up a Meretz Hashem at the bottom of Zainam Abbas, 7b. We left off yesterday two lines up from the bottom. So just to reorient ourselves a little bit. We find ourselves today in the middle of a machlokes between Rabbah and Rav Yosef. Namely, if a person goes ahead and instead of using what we'll called money, just classical kasaf for kiddushin, but instead uses an object of value. So the, the Gemara's example was shirai, a piece of silk. So the shaila is, does that piece of silk require a valuation prior to being used for kiddushin or not? So Rabbah said no. Rav Yosef said yes. Rav Yosef said yes. So, said, so ultimately again, so remember again, we, in the first iteration of this Machlokas, Rabbi said we're talking about a situation where Halacha the husband said the value, and indeed it's the correct value. So Rabbi said, therefore Halacha you don't need a valuation, because he said it was worth 50 zoz, and indeed it is worth 50 zoz. Rav Yosef said Halacha that it requires a valuation. Why? Because since a woman is often not necessarily well-versed in the valuation of items, therefore she is not going to commit to utilizing this as the mechanism for her kiddushin, unless, of course, she explicitly understands the actual value. That was the first version of the Machlokas. Igadami, so I was also in a version of this. The truth is, they argue, they argue even when talking about a situation where the, where the silk is worth a minimal value. Rav Yosef, Amar, Shavak Kesef, Hariku Kesef. So Rav Yosef holds that ultimately, again, it requires a Shuma. Why? Because he holds that something that has the value of money is, created, is like money. Ma Kesef, the kids, the kayets, just like money is a quantified, defined amount. Tap of Ches, Af Shavak Kesef, Nami Kesef. Af Shavak, sorry. Af Shavak Kesef, Nami the Kayets. So to something that has the value of money, also has to have an explicit value. Explicit value. So therefore, I will say, so Rav, Yosef, Rav Yosef is saying, that the same way that if the man were to give money, so money is clearly quantifiable, right? You see how much money is being given. So by, kiddush, by Kiddushin, you don't have to just use money. You can even use Shavakasa. You can even use something that has the value of money. But just like money is clearly quantifiable, so to that which is used like money, i.e. Shavakasaf, an object, also has to be clearly valued and quantifiable. Am Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, from where do I know this? It was actually an interesting drasha here. The Sanjah we learned, Mikasaf Miknaso. So we'll say, let's give a little bit of context. So the Pazik says as follows. So this is talking about an Eved who was sold, right? An Eved Ivri. You have a Jewish servant who was sold 
to a Gentile master. So the halacha is, Torah says that you should try, should, it could be exactly to any form of servitude, but here the Pasuk is talking about the idea of he has many years left on his contract of servitude. Ultimately, again, his relatives should redeem him, if at all possible, and they should go ahead and pay him out, or pay out the master, for the remaining contract, so to speak, for the servitude. So, mikasef miknosos, literally translated, if there are still many years left on his, so to speak, his contract, in accordance with the amount of years left, they should repay the master, mikasef miknoso from the money or from the value ultimately again of his purchase price. So the Gemara says, Mikasef miknaso, Bekasef hu nikna, ve'eno nikna bitvua v'kelim. You could redeem the Abed, you could redeem the Abed with money, but you cannot redeem him, tvua literally means with grain, or kelim, or ultimately again with utensils. So the Gemara says, what are we talking about over here? Hai tvua v'kelim hechidami. When you talk about the use of wheat or utensils, how, what's the context? He says, so If you want to say that that ultimately you can't affect any type of transaction with Tavua and Kalim, that's not true. The Torah says, which literally means, they shall pay his redemption. The rabbis, Shava Kasef Kikasef. And that teaches us that that the same way you could redeem an Eved with money, you could also redeem him with something that is worth money. And if it doesn't have a Shavah Pruta, if the, if the Tavua or Kalim in question doesn't, is not even worth a Pruta, so my area Tavua or Kalim, why do you have to ring up Tavua and Kalim? nami. Obviously, say if you have grain or if you have utensils and they're not worth a pruta, then of course it is not going to work for redemption purposes. But the truth is, if it's less than a pruta, then guess what? Money doesn't work either. Money doesn't work either. To which the Gemara says, Rather, he must be talking about a situation where it does have a shava pruta. So we'll say so again. So we remember, let's, let's take a step back over. So what are we talking about? Torah is telling us that if you want to redeem the Eved Ivri, essentially you look at how much the master paid for him, how many years he has left on his contract, and buy out his contract, buy out his contract. Torah is telling me that not only can you use money for that, but you could use Shavu Kesef, use Shavu Kesef, be it the price has said, you can't use, can't use grain or utensils. So what's the case when you can't use grain or utensils? If you tell me it's not worth a pruta, okay. So you can't use money that's not worth a pruta either. So it must be that it's worth a pruta. But if it's worth a pruta, why can't you use it to redeem the Eved every? And the answer must be, the must be talking about a case where even though it's worth, I know that it's worth more than a pruta, what's the problem? What's the problem? I don't know how much it's worth. And that's a problem. When you don't know how much something is worth, the chivan the low kaitzi low, and therefore we'll say. So what you begin to see is yes, halacha lemaisa, You could go ahead and you could use items that have the value of money to affect transactional realities. But when is that so? Only if you know how much that shava kesef item is actually worth. Now, let's remember again who's bringing all of this down. This is Rav Yosef. Right, Rav Yosef is the one who says that even if you know you have an object 
that is absolutely worth more than a Shava Pruta, if you want to create transactional realities with it, it is going to require evaluation. So you want to be Makadish with a piece of silk? Is the piece of silk worth more than a Pruta? Is it worth more than a Pruta? Of course. But you need to know how much it's worth. You need to know how much it's worth in order to affect a transactional reality. So the Yomar Sismo said, so this is Rav Yosef, this Brisa, this Brisa by Avid Kanani, is Rav Yosef's proof to that, to that reality. The Idach, the other opinion, i.e. Rabbo, will say, the Idach, Hachi Kamar, Rabbo said, I'll just point out over here, if you take a look at Rashi, Yoshiv Geula, so, it's three lines down from the top, Rashi says, Yoshiv Krai Yiseirahu, Dematzi Lemichtav Lafian Geula, so, Lerabo Shava Kasef, Le'inyan Pidyon, so I'll say, so remember again, just going back for just a moment, the phrase, Yoshiv Geula, so, is actually an extra phrase, that's where we learn out, Shava Kasef Kekasef, that you could even redeem the Ebed, not just with money, but even with something worth money. Now, Rashi just points out, and this is interesting because this is going to be our next sugya. The Chayvan de Mifrak Bey, Eknuye Nami Maknebe, Dixiv Gula, so Mikasef Miknaso. Now, I'll say we're going to see, because the Ibrahim is going to make this switch in just a moment. Whatever you could use to redeem an Ebed, obviously could also be used to purchase an Ebed. Right? By Kiddush, correct. But by Ebed, just more, whatever could be used to redeem an Ebed, Obviously, it could be used to buy an Evan in the first place. Good, so let's go right there. So, the verse of Eidach, Rabbi will say, that ultimately, again, an Evan Ivri can be purchased, Betoras Kesef, Vein Nikna, Betoras Tavua Vikalim. So, Yosef will say, No, 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 what does the Pasuk come to teach me? Pasuk is coming to teach me that an Evan Ivri can be bought, can be bought. Bitoras Kasef, right? With ultimately again with money, or with things in the parsha of money, which could either mean money itself or something worth money. But an evidivri cannot be bought literally again within the framework of Tavua and Kalim. What does that mean? Khalibin. Very, very interesting. So Rabbi will say the Pazik is actually coming to teach me that an Evan Ivri, yes, can be bought within the context of money, which could either mean money itself or something worth money, but cannot be acquired or for that matter redeemed with Chalipin. Or according to Rav Nachman, who says that you can't use Peros right, for Chalipin, so then what ultimately is the Brisa coming to say when it says Tavua? So the Gemara says, I'll be Olam the last Mushava Pruta. So it says, come for just a second. It must be that when the Brisa talks about the use of Tavua and Caleb, it must be talking about, again, where it's less than a Pruta. The Dikamrit, my area Tavua the Caleb. And now, what you said before, well, obviously, if the Tavua or Kalim are not worth a Pruta, the Rebosai goes without saying that they can't affect, they can't be used to go ahead and redeem the Evid Kanani. Because obviously, even if you have money that's less than a Pruta, I'm sorry, Evid Every, obviously, if you have money less than a Pruta, they can't be used to that reality as well. To which the Gemara says, you're right, Lomi Bai Kamar. So I'll say Lomi Bai is the, is the, is like a, um, it's a stylistic process through which sometimes the Gemara will say A and certainly B, right? Not only do you have to say B, but A, but A also. So the Gemara says, Lomi bai kamar, Lomi bai kasev, di ispe shavah pruta in, i ain lo lo. So it goes without kasev, it goes without saying that kasev, if kasev is worth a pruta, then it could affect transactional reality. And if it's not worth a pruta, it cannot affect transactional reality. That's obvious, that's obvious. 
So the Gemara says, sorry, in Elo Lo, about 12 Kalim. Let's listen to this. I might have thought that maybe, maybe, that by grain and by utensils, Ema, so I'll say, we're switching gears here a little bit to not talk about necessarily the redemption of an evidentiary, but rather, again, the sale of an evidentiary. So I'll say, it goes without saying that you can't sell an evidentiary, right? An evidentiary can't be bought, so to speak, for less than a Sheva Pruta. Right? That's obvious, right? So you give, you give less than a Sheva Pruta, it's not going to be bought. I would have thought that maybe you could buy an evidentiary for Tavua or Kalim less than a Shavar Pruta. Why? Because you're both saying, since, so remember, we're switching gears for just a moment. Now you want to purchase an evidentiary. They will say, if you purchase an evidentiary, who does the money go to? Who does the money go to? The evidentiary himself. Assuming you're not purchasing him from, from, from an Adon, right? For the evidentiary himself. So therefore, if you're purchasing an evidentiary, I understand that for less than a Pruta, you're not going to get him. But maybe, maybe if you purchase, if you go ahead and you're using Tavua and Kalim, even if it's less than a pruta, maybe since there is instantaneous benefit that accrues to the Eved, maybe he'd be willing to commit to such a transaction even though it's less, worth less than a pruta, because he's going to get, instant, how is he going to get instantaneous benefit? He's getting grain. He's getting a clean. There's going to be immediate benefit. Maybe he would commit himself to this sale even for less than a pruta. That doesn't work, that you cannot affect any transactional reality with either money or objects worth less than a Shabbat Pruta. So I'll say, I just taste it, right? The credible Moser Haskell this. What's the Moser Haskell site? That what we're willing to do for instantaneous benefit, right? That some, and this is such an, it's one of the, it's one of the greatest nisyonos of our contemporary, of our contemporary generation. Right, so we live in a time of instantaneous benefit. No one, no one wants to have to work hard for anything. We want all of the benefits, but we want none of. We don't have to. Want, we don't want to have to put in any of the effort. So also here you see our whole lives. We've been operating with the idea that in order to affect any transactional reality, you always need a pruta. And here the at least the pruta. Here the gemara says there's a havamina, havamina, that if you give someone tavua that's less than a pruta, we'll say. How much tavua can you have? Grain can you actually get for less than a pruta? I mean, I have no idea, but 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 it can't be a lot. It can't be a lot. And the notion of a person willing to go ahead and literally change the course of their destiny, because right, because inevitably he's going to be willing to sell himself to someone for a little bit for a little bit of tavua, but it's here right now. Is the power and the lure of instant gratification. And how scary that is, you know what I'm saying? How much in the pursuit of instant gratification, sometimes we're willing to make bad decisions. You know what I'm is this not, is this not the entire challenge of hate? You know what I'm why do we sin? I mean, I know, no one here knows, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, right? right so I'll say, why, 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 why do we commit that? There's, there's a lot of different kind, gaiva, taiva, a whole bunch of different, it's so simple. You know what sin offers? You know what hate offers? Hate offers instant gratification. See, mitzvahs, let's be honest, mitzvahs often don't offer instant gratification. They, they don't, right? Mitzvahs might make you feel good, but not necessarily that same high that an Avera gives you. Right? An Avera gives you immediate pleasure right here, right now. 
either it's terrible ongoing, potentially terrible ongoing detrimental consequences, we'll say that's the lure. That's the lure of instant gratification. The ability to feel good right now and in an intense way can make us commit some of the worst life mistakes. I will say, here it is. It's not new. It's not a generational thing. This has always been the great challenge of man to engage in this cost-benefit analysis between feeling good right here in the moment with long-term detrimental consequences or having the ability to recognize that feeling good at the moment is not the essence of life. Such an incredible use. In any event, I'm going to Yosef. And I'm going to So let's back to the Gemara. Yosef says, where do I know this? Now remember, Yosef is the one who says that even when, you're, even when you know you are using silk that is worth more than a pruta, you still require a valuation. So where do we know this? From the Sanya, Egel Zel Pidyon Bini. So imagine for a moment a person has to pinyon aben. So what does he do? He gives the kohen a calf. He says, this calf, this calf should be for the pinyon of my son. Talis Zel Pidyon Bini. This cloak should be for the pinyon of my son. Lo Amar Klom. Statement is meaningless. Statement is meaningless. Okay. But if I say, this Egel, this Egel should be worth five slime, or is worth five slime for the redemption of my son, or Talis Zu or this Talis is worth five slime for the opinion of my son, so what's Talach Havosai? Ultimately, in that case, the son is redeemed. <laughs> so sorry. So the Gemara says, Hi, Pidyon, Hechi Dami. Okay, so what's what's going on over here? What's going on over here? Ilema delo shavi. So I'll say if you tell me that ultimately again, both the both the calf and the and the cloak are not worth this amount. I'm sorry. Um, good. So I beg God. Ilema delo shavi kol kamine. Then ultimately again, I'll give Rashi just a moment. Kol kamine ki amar bechamish slam mitzmiyah. So I'll say again, if the ego is not worth five slime. And if the cloak is not worth five slime, then what? Then what? So is the guy believed to affect the pinyon? In other words, we'll say, let's take a step back. What's the case? I want to redeem my son. I want to redeem my son. Actually, in our family, in our family, there, there, there's no pinyon abends. My, my mother's side of the family are Kohanim. My wife is a boss lady. So there are any pinyon abends. And the uh, only pinyon abends I've ever attended are, are other people, Baruch Hashem. In any event, so en- enough about me. So we'll say, the word says as follows. <laughs> The Gemara says, so here's the case, right? A guy wants to be pulled to his son. Let's give all his son. So he goes over to the coin and he says, Coin, coin, here's an eagle, right for the opinion of my son. Here's a cloak for the opinion of my son. So the Gemara says, if you just say that, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. If you say, here is a calf that's worth five slime. They both say five slime is the amount of silver, amount of money you need for pinyon aben. That's right. It's worth five slime. Here for Pionabed. Or here's the talus that's worth five slime for the Pionabed. It works. So the says, well, what's the case? If we're talking about a case where the cloak or the, or the, or the calf is worth five slime, is, sorry, is not worth five slime, so then obviously why should it work? Right? So say, just because you say something is worth five slime, if it's not worth five slime, Ultimately, again, this should not work. Alalav afagav deshavi. Rather, we'll say it must be that We're talking about a case where the calf and the cloak are worth five slime, but the chevun delo kaitsi low. That we'll say in case number one. Remember again, there are two cases. Case number one is where the father of the child just gives the item to the coin with absolutely no value attached to it. Case number two is where he gives an same object with a value attached to it. 
Case number one does not work. Case number two does work. So Rabbi says, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? That even when you give an item a value, if it is not fully valuated, ultimately, again, it cannot create a transactional reality. So therefore, again, if you just give the calf, let's, let's say it's clear, everyone knows the calf is worth at least five slime. Still, unless there was a valuation, you cannot create a transactional reality. To which the wife says, Lo, the olam de lo shavi. No, I will say that's not the case, actually. The case that you're talking about is where the calf or the talus is not worth five slime. I saw so what's the case. Okigon, the kabil kawin iluye. We're talking about a case, so I said it's actually fascinating. Where even though the calf or the cloak is not worth five slime, the coin accepted it, the coin accepted the object as if it had the value of five slime. Kihad Rav Kahana, like Rav Kahana, Shakal Sudra, Mibe Piyonaben. Rav Kahana would accept a Sudra. We'll say Sudra is also a cloak, but it's a cloak that covers the head as well. He would accept that for Piyonaben, right? Because he used to say, for me, a cloak that covers the head is worth five slime. So we'll say there is a concept like this in Halacha where something could have a subjective value. Right? Objectively, the item might be worth X, but subjectively, subjectively, it's worth more. So Rav Kahana said, Rav Kahana said, excuse me, that halokha lamaisa, this item is worth more for me. This head covering is worth more for me. So the Gemara says, Now this is only for someone like Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana was a great man. Because he was a Gavarab, a great man, We'll say it was the custom of great people to wear head coverings. To wear head coverings. But for everyone else, this would not work. Now, we'll say, now the truth is, a head covering might not work. But conceptually, conceptually, the ability to go ahead and say that something has a heightened intrinsic value for you. This item represents something. We'll say, Right? The, the, the world is filled with things like this, where an item that may be worth X for you, but X plus Y for me, for whatever the particular reason. Another example is Mar Baravashi once bought a cloak, I both say a sudra, as opposed to a talus, as opposed to a talus, which is a cloak that only covers the body. A sudra is a cloak, ultimately, again, that covers the head as well, head covering. So Ashi bought a sudra, right, a cloak, a head cloak from the mother of Rabbah of Kuvi that was only worth 10 zoz, but he paid 13 for it. Why, we'll say? Because for him, ultimately, again, it was worth more. Okay, incredible. Sefer Abbas, I'll just point out over here, we are, we are left still with this machlokes, Rabbah and Rav Yosef. So what do you do if you're using an object that clearly has a heightened value, it absolutely has a heightened value, but it hasn't been assessed, hasn't been evaluated. So does that work for Kiddushan purposes? So as I just mentioned to you, so the Rambam over here says, the Rambam says that Allah Lamaisa, Allah this is in Hilchos Ishos, Paragzayin Allah Yilches, Amr Allah Hare Atni Kudeshasli Bebegadin Elu, Shein Shavin Chamishim Dinarim, Vayu Shamesh Kiyotseh Ba'en Sheishim Sa'avalahem. So listen to this. So we'll say, Allah Lamaisa, so it's actually interesting. If, if he's, the way the Rambam frames the halacha is, if you're a Makalish woman with an object and you tell her the valuation of the object and the valuation is correct, she's Mikudashas. She's Mikudashas. What you understand from the Rambam is that halacha lamaisa 
if you're Mekadish with an object and you do not attach a valuation to the object, the Kiddushin is not good. So the Ramam really paskins like Rabbah, that whenever affecting Kiddushin with an object, there must be a valuation of that object. Incredible. So let's go right there. I'm sorry? That's Rav Yosef. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Rav Yosef. This is Rav Yosef. Thank you. Ram Pasek, Rav Yosef, that the object requires evaluation. Thank you. So the says as follows. The Gemara goes right. Amr Rabbi Lazar, his kashli b'mana. Listen to this case. A man says to him, Mikami Kudesh says to me with the mana. Mana is a certain amount of money. Binasan la dinar, but he only gives her a dinar. So what else about the halacha? Harezu mikudeshes v'yashlim. The halacha, she's mikudeshes, and he just owes her the rest of the money. That's the halacha. Owes her the rest of the money. So my time, what's the reason? listen to this. Essentially, when he tells her to become a to me with a, with a mana, so I will say that is the equivalent of saying almanas. So essentially what he's saying is, become a to me on the condition I give you a mana. And therefore, again, whenever you say almanas, almanas means me achshav. You should become a to me as of now, as of now, but there's a retroactivity that is triggered ultimately again when he finishes paying up. Fine. So in other words, even though he only gave her a dinar now, that's the beginning of the payment. And she's mikudashas. May saying or is the kasha, his cash leave mana. If ultimately if he says to her, become a kudashas to me with a mana, Bahaya Mona Vaholik, and we'll say now he's counting out the money. The Ratsa Ratsa Achan Mehlachzar, if one of them wants to renege, Afilub Dinar Achron, even in the last dinar, Harashus Biado. Ultimately, again, they have the ability to renege. So I will say it contradicts each other. In the first case, you said, when a man says to a woman, become mikudeshes to me with a mana, as soon as he gives her a dinar, ultimately, again, mikudeshes. Now, what you just said is, if a man goes ahead and says to a woman, become mikudeshes to me with a mana, and he's counting out, right? He's paying out the mana, right? One dinar, a second dinar. Either of them have the ability to renege until the mana is fully paid off. So which one is it? So we'll say, what's the case of Raisa? The case of Raisa is where he says to her, become Kudeshes to me with this mana. There's Durstein saying, become Kudeshes to me with a mana or this mana. A mana becomes the case of Amenas, on the condition. And therefore, once the first installment is paid, the Kiddushin is Chal, and again, it's fully Chal, ultimately retroactively. As opposed to mana zu, this mana, her das is only to become Kudeshes, when she receives the full amount. I need the sefer b'manazu, reisha b'manastam. So we'll say, if the first case is talking about manazu, the sefer, the second part of the b'raith, is talking about manastam, a regular case of mana. The katani sefer, what's the sefer case? Amala is kach liba manazu, benimsa mana chaser. If a man says to him, become kudeshes me with this mana, and it turns out that it wasn't a full mana, it was a mana chaser, or the mana chaser dinar, or dinar shalachoshes, or included in that money was a copper dinar. So what's talacha? Einam mekudeshes. Ultimately, again, the kiddushin is not good. Dinar ra. What happens if it turns out that there was a dinar ra, bad dinar? We'll see what a bad dinar is in just a little bit. So harizim mekudeshes v'yachliv. The kiddushin is still good, but he has to swap out the bad dinar for a good dinar. Excuse me. To which the gemara says, Shavuos says, what's going on over here? Because again, we just said before that this would be a case of monastam. To which the Gemara says, "Lo, Reisha the Seifa, both the Reisha and the Seifa are talking about a case. The Amar the Manazu. So we'll say both Reisha and Seifa are talking about Manazu. Upe Rushe Kamefarish, and one is coming to explain the other. 
We'll say in the case of remember, what's the case of Manazu? When a man says to a woman, his cat should be Manazu. Become a good dash in Manazu. We'll say, when is the Kiddushin Chal? When is the Kiddushin Chal? After it finishes paying her the entire money. And therefore, if at any point in the, in the course of this process, either of them want to renege, they have the ability to do so. Because if you would think the beginning is talking about a manastam, hashta, but manastam lo have kiddushe. I will say, if manastam doesn't work to create kiddushin, then it goes without saying manazu is not going to work either. To which the Imar says, imi shumha lo irya. If I will say it was because of this, that wouldn't be a garaya. Tana seifa lo galuye reisha. Ultimately, again, we can see the Tana is teaching the seifa to shed light on the reisha, meaning what? Shalotomar reisha ben manazu. Don't think that the Reisha is talking about a case of Manazu. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Don't think that the Reisha is just referring to Manazu. But maybe in the case of Manastam, ultimately again the Kiddushin would be good. Tana Seifa be Manazu. Therefore, the Seifa is not a case of Manazu. The Reisha be Manastam. The Reisha is talking about Manastam. But nevertheless, again, the Kiddushin still won't work. Okay? So I'll say, Saravashi Savar. Ravashi, I'm sorry, Ravashi Amar. So Ravashi says, there's a difference between a case of a man who says to a woman, who says to a woman, ultimately again, who says to a woman, and then gives her a dinar, versus a case of a man who says, and is paying out the dinar. So he's paying out the mana. He says, when he's paying out the entire amount, now, her das is only to commit to the Kiddushin until she receives the entire amount. To which the Gemara says, fine. So I remember again, the Brisa quoted cases, ultimately again, where the Kiddushin would now work. For example, he says to become a Kiddush to me with this mana, and included in that mana is a dinner of Nechoshes, a copper dinner. So what's that case? If she knew there was a dinner of Nechoshes mixed in there, Sarah Kibla. Ultimately, again, she accepted it. She accepted it. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, the Gibla, what's the case? He was giving it to her at night. So at night, she wasn't able to discern that mixed in there was a dinar nechoshes. Inam, the other possibility is, ultimately, again, she found it mixed in with the other Zuzim. So the Gemara says, Hi, dinar What's the case of dinar ra? So idolo nafik. So I say, if it's talking about a dinar that can't be used for commerce, so hi no dinar shal nechoshes. That's the same case as the copper dinar. Amra papa kigom din nafik ayidei adchak. So it's the case of a dinar ra. Ultimately, again, as a dinar that could be used, but really, ayidei adchak means it's the type of currency that can't be used freely. Could only be used in very specific circumstances. So ultimately, and also, so interestingly enough, dinar ra would work because at the end of the day, it's still currency. As opposed to dinar shal nechoshes, that really doesn't really have the equivalent. That doesn't really have the status of currency at all. So I will say, what's the bottom line with this? The bottom line, I will say, is that there are two different cases: his kachli b'mana versus his kachli b'mana zu. His kachli b'mana man says, "You come and get b'mana." Once he gives her a dinar. What's Talacha? Mikudashas. Why? Because it was essentially, we view that as we said before, as a case of Al Minas. That's saying essentially 
become Mikudashasna on the condition I give you a mana. As soon as he gives her some unit of currency, Kiddushin is affected, but of course it's not fully concretized until he goes in and gives her the entire amount. That's different than saying his Kachili Bemana Zu. When he says to become Mikudashasna Bemana Zu, when does the Kiddushin take effect? When is it right? When he fully pays out the mana. Incredible. Amar Rava Abrav Nachman. Interesting case here. Amar Rava, a man says to a woman, right? Ruben says to Rachel, his kachli b'mana v'niach l'mashkon aleha e'na mekudashas. Interesting case. Ruben says to Rachel, become mekudashas to me with a mana. And I will say, what does he do? He gives her collateral. Now I will say, we're going to see that in the world of collateral, there are two different types of collateral. There's a type of collateral that essentially is, hold on to this, Hold on to this as a sign of good faith that I'm going to pay you. But you can't keep the collateral. And then it's that collateral that says, in the event that I don't go ahead and pay you what I owe you, then what? Then what? You can keep it. But I will say, the first type of collateral is not like mammon. It's not like money. Really, really what it is, is it's just... Yeah, it's a promise. In other words, promise, and I'm backing up the promise by letting you hold on to an item of value. The second type of collateral is actually mamon. So we'll say in this case, so here Ruben says to Rachel, become Kudashas to me, become Kudashas to me with a mana. But he doesn't have a mana, he doesn't have a mana on him. So what does he do? He gives her his Rolex. Right here, hold on to this, hold on to this. His das is not that she should keep the watch if he goes ahead and, and does it, right? His das, I'm going to get you the money. Just hold on to this to show you that I'm serious. So we'll say, what's that, Rachel? And Kudashas. They both say, why should I be Kudashas? Why? Why? He hasn't given her anything. I'm a base. Mana in Khan, Mashkon in Khan. He hasn't given her a mana and he hasn't given her a Mashkon. In other words, she, he, has, he hasn't given her an item of value. Look at Rashi. Mana in Khan. Hilchoch Mashkon ino shavet klum shena Mashkon matana. They both say the whole chapel where it's clear he's not giving her the Mashkon to keep in the event that he does not pay her the mana. I'm going to pay you the mana. Pay the mana. This is just to show you that I'm serious. Okay, so let's go back to it. So Rava, Rava is the Kashat Rav Nachman. So Kitsha b'mashkol mikudashas. They will say one second, but we learned that if a man is mekadesh woman with a mashkon with collateral, she's mikudashas. So one second, you see that a mashkon does work, does work. So what's going on over here? To which the Gemara says, No, no, no. Hashta, how sorry, Hasam the Mashkon Dachirim. That's talking about other people's collateral. What does that mean? We want to say to which. So take a look at Rashi. So Mashkon Dachirim. Before we go on, Shahaya Biado the Kitsha Bechov Shi Yeshlo Alav Hilchach Mikudeshes Shamashkon Atzmo Karnila. Ah, we'll say, watch this. Imagine the following situation, right? Ruvain lent lent a thousand dollars to Shimon. So what did Shimon do? Shimon gave Ruvain a mashkon. Rabbi the halacha is, we're going to in just a moment, that when you lend someone money and they secure that debt with the mashkon, who owns the mashkon? Who owns the mashkon? The creditor. The creditor. And therefore, Rabbi Osei, halacha I said, now what happens? Ruvain takes that mashkon and he's mekadesh rachel with that mashkon. To which the Gemara says, that's a case that'll work because since a balchov, ultimately, since the creditor owns the mashkon, Therefore, when he uses this to affect Kiddushin, he ultimately is using an item of value to affect Kiddushin, and it works. The Gemara says, 
How do I know that a creditor actually acquires a mashkon, a, a collateral? Shneimar uluchot yetzdaka. So remember again, <clears throat> this is talking about a very specific case where you lent money to a poor person, and the only thing that the person has, the, ple- the, poor, the pauper has to pledge as collateral, is if you can imagine like his pajamas. So what do you do? What does the Torah tell you? At night, give him back his pajamas so he could use them, right? And then the next morning, I'll give them back to you. And this will be thought of for you as an act of charity, an act of generosity. So the Gemara says, The only reason why it's considered to be an act of charity and generosity by me, the creditor, is why? Is why? Because I own the mashkon. See what I say? If I didn't really own the mashkon, then giving the pauper back that which really belongs to him is not an act of generosity. Right? Why is it called it staka? <clears throat> because since I own it, technically speaking, I'm allowed to keep it. But I'm performing an act of generosity by giving the pauper back which that which really belongs to me. So you see from here that a creditor acquires collateral. I will say, this happens to be a bit more complicated than the Gemara is making it out to be now. The notion of whether or not a balchol is kona a mashkon is a big discussion halacha. Big discussion halacha. So I'll say, so now we're kind of taking it for granted that there is some quasi, we'll call it at least some quasi level of ownership. Some quasi level of ownership. Well, say, interestingly enough, enough of an ownership to what? To what? To use it as a vehicle of kiddushin. It's very interesting. Very interesting. So Gemara says, Rafuna bar Avin zobin hahu amsa bepriti. So let's listen to this. Rafuna bar Avin bought a maid servant, bought a maid servant for some prutos. For some prutos. What happens? Lo havabadayu. I should say he actually sold a maid servant for some prutos. Lo havabadayu. But we'll say ultimately again he didn't have the prutos on him. It changes it over here, right? Uh, yeah, so it's actually, it changes it over here. Go to love, fine, fine. So love about that. So the, the, the purchaser, the purchaser didn't have, didn't have the prutos on him. So what happens, we'll say, Osibu naskale. So ultimately, again, gave him a silver bar as collateral. So we'll say, what happened afterwards? Afterwards, afterwards, um, Afterwards, the value of the maidservant, afterwards, the value of the maidservant, ultimately, again, went ahead and, and went up. So I say, so now what happens? The seller wanted to renege because now he could get more money, ultimately, for the maidservant. The buyer wanted to say, well, I put down collateral. So if you put down collateral, the sale is done. You can't, you can't go ahead and back out. So that's going to Rabbi Ami. They came from Rabbi Ami. Amar lehu priti inkan, naske inkan. Rabbi Ami said there's no sale. Because the prutim, right, the coins were not given, and the silver bar that was given on both sides. Remember again, we went back, go back before that, two types of collateral. One type of collateral is actually to affect the transaction. One is more to say, I'm serious about coming back to the table with the money. Apparently, again, the type of collateral was given was the second type of collateral, not really meant to be a form of payment, but rather just to be a, a display of seriousness to commitment to the transaction. So therefore, again, Rabbi Ami said there's no sell here, and therefore seller has the ability to back out. Incredible. his So this is an interesting case here. Imagine the following situation. Ruben goes over to Rachel. Ruben says to Rachel, become a Kodesh to me with a mana. Okay. So let's say, what does she do? 
She takes the money and she throws the money into the sea or into the fire. The point is, she takes the money and then she destroys it. So it was And in the Kudeshas. She's done the Kudeshas. I shed the sinu kame. What do you see from here? You see from here that if she were to accept the money, but throw it back at him, she would be the Kudeshas. Right? I was going to say, it sounds like over here the reason why she's done the Kudeshas is why? Is why? Because she's destroying the money. But it sounds like over here, if he were to give her the money, then she were to take it and throw it back at him, she would be Mekudashas. The Gemara says, Ha-ka-amrele shakil lo-ba'ina. I will say, in general, like, again, you don't really have to be like a relationship expert, but like, if a woman takes the case of Kiddushin and then throws it back at the guy, Bipashtos, she might be politely declining the offer of Kiddushin. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Let me buy a car. Listen to this. So let me buy, let me buy a car. Let me buy Shadasinu Kamei to the Havi Kiddushin. I will say, it goes without saying that even if she accepts the money but she throws it back at him, that's not Kiddushin. That's not Kiddushin. Avazar Kassel Yam Olu Yaar. Listen to this, I will say. But in a case where she throws it into the sea or throws it into the, or throws it into the fire, Ema, Remember this. Here's the difference. If Ruben gives Rachel money, she accepts it, throws it back in his face, it goes without saying that's not Kiddushin. But watch this. In the case of Ruben gives Rachel Kiddushin, and she throws it into the fire or into the sea, so before anything else, ultimately, again, who's responsible for that money? Who's responsible for that money? Rachel. Rachel. So I might have thought about saying, listen to this. So now, she's on the hook for that money. I would have thought that she is committing herself to Kiddushin. I, if she's committing herself to Kiddushin, so why is she throwing the money into the fire, into the sea? The, the Gemara says, Savra, olo. This is incredible. So if she's committing herself to the Kiddushin, so at the end of the day, why is she throwing the money into the sear, into the fire? What is she doing? I want to test his temperament. I want to see what kind of guy this is. Right? So I will say, so remember, because since anyway, when she, if, she, see, if she takes the money and she throws it back at him, you know, no harm, no foul, right? There's nothing going on over here. Right? At the end of the day, nothing. So right? obviously what she's saying is, I don't want to be married to you. Take your money back. Get out of here. But myself... If she accepts the money, she throws it into the sea, throws it into the fire. Halacha l'maisa, she's on the hook for that money. So maybe what's really happening over here is she's saying, I marry you, I marry you. I want to see what kind of midos you have. I want to see what kind of midos you have, right? What happened, let's say, it's like the Gemara that says, you can tell a lot about a person in three ways, right? Koso, kiso, kaso, right? How does the person act when they drink? How does the person spend their money and what is a person like when they get angry? So she figures, I'll get married to you. I'd like to see, I'd like to see what you're like when you get angry. But you know, so by the way, there's also such an incredible usod in marriage. Let's say, see, a man would never do this, right? Why would a man never do this? You don't throw good money into the sea or into the fire or into anything else. So let's say, what you see over here is for a woman in a relationship, having a husband who is going to treat her in a proper way is much more important than any amount of money. See, men will sometimes choose money over relationship 
Women will always choose relationship over money. So I, you're, you're losing out on the Kesef Kiddushim. You're losing out on the money. Better to know the quality of the man that I am marrying than to go ahead and have the money. It's such an incredible you sold in the difference in relationship. And even, so I'll say, so I'm going to flood past the over here. Kamash no. So I'll say, Kamash that's not it. Kamash if a woman receives Kesef Kiddushin and what? Either throws it back in the guy's face or throws it into the fire, to the water, she's not Mikudashas. His listen to this A woman says, so sorry, Ruben says to Rachel, become Mikudashas to me with a mother. So she says, She says, give it to my father or to your father. So she's not Mikudashas. As well, say why? Because Lamai said, sounds like what she's saying over here is, you know, give your money to someone, give money to someone else. First, why lie? Now, however, if she says ultimately again, yes, I'll become Mikudashas on the condition that you give it to my father, to your father, then ultimately again, Mikudashas. So that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's Mikudashas. Tana Abba. So we'll say it's interesting. In the first case, we bring down father to teach us the power of that case. So we'll say, so in other words, even when she says, even when he says to her, become Kudeshas to me, and she says, give it to my father, even in that case, we'll say what she's saying is, give your money to someone else. And we'll say, in the second case, where she says, give it to your father, I'll become Kudeshas to me on the, on, the, on the condition that you give it to your father, even though she's saying, give it to my father-in-law, since she's saying, I'll become the Kudesh, she's doing the Kudesh, give it to my father-in-law, that case works as well. Incredible. His, what's the second line? Second white line. His kachi b'mana. Rabin says, Rachel, become the Kudesh, she's with the mana. So, t'neim leploni. So, I'll say, she says, give the money to Shimon. Ultimately, again, she's not Mikudashas. Why are both saying? Because we view her statement as saying, just give the money to someone else. Almanas, she kablingly, but if she says, give the money, right? I'll, I'll become Mikudashas to you on the condition you give the money to Shimon, then Mikudashas. That case works. Now, why do you need both of these cases? So the two cases are saying the same thing, right? We just said before, if she says, if he says, accept this money, she says, I'll, I'll become Mikudashas on the condition you give it to my father, to your father, she's Mikudashas. Same thing. If she goes in and she says, I'll become Mikudashas on the condition you give it to Shimon, she's Mikudashas. So why do you need the same cases? If I were to just have the case of my father, your father, I'm going to say, in the case of a father or father-in-law, those are people she depends on to execute proper agency. These people, were, my father and my father-in-law will act as my agent. I will say in the case of just stam a guy who says that she's really relying on him to be an agent. Therefore, again, I will say the Gemara says even if she says on the condition you give it to Shimon, that is going to work as well. The actual inner ploni had it just said the case of Shimon. I will say I might have thought that maybe stam, where she says give the money to Reuven, right? He gives her a mana, and he says, and she says. Give it to Ruvain. That's a case ultimately again where the Kiddushin will not work. Why will it not work? Because since she has no Shaykhus to Shimon, ultimately again, she's it's not just going to give him Stam a gift. But in the case of my father, your father, the Makarva Daita Gabayhu, 
where there is a closeness to both of these people. Maybe she's willing to give it to them as a matana. Therefore, it's tricha. Therefore, I will say, I need to teach you that. No, there's no matana in this case as well. So I will say, what comes out, bottom line, bottom line is the following case. Where Ruven says to Rachel, Ruven says to Rachel, become mikudeshes to me with a mana. Right? If she says, give it, give it to my father, your father, Shimon. So Allah says again, in those type of cases, in a mikudeshes. Because it's viewed ultimately again as if she is just kind of like putting him off. If however she says, give, right? If, if however she says that ultimately again, give it to my father or your father, give it to my father, your Amanashi Kabul, and they'll receive it for me. So whether she says, my father, your father, or ultimately again, Shimon, but she explicitly articulates that Allah said they're going to receive it on my behalf, ultimately again, it does work. It does work. Incredible. All right, we'll stop over here for today. Shkoyach, shkoyach, again. Good daft, we'll see. We'll pick up in the next place of tomorrow. Incredible. Something wrong.